On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team, the Houston Texans, every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy here, your Locked On Texans football analyst, Got a very great show for you guys today. James from the Unfiltered Texans podcast will be joining us for Block A and Block 2. And so that'll be interesting to kind of get his side of things and, and where he stands on the hirings, the searching, the, the the turmoil overall in general of what's going on with the Houston Texans. And so uh, that was something that I really wanted us to do here in Locked On Texans was to reach out to other media members in Houston. That'll be fun. Um, so, you know, with that being said, Cody, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking, because I can say that, especially after this year, when you look at Deshaun Watson and he didn't have DeAndre Hopkins to throw to anymore, uh, you, you only have Will Fuller, what was it, about 11 games, 10, 11 games? Mm-hmm. So you don't end the season off with Will Fuller. You have to throw to Chad Hansen, Kiki QT, Randall Cobb is going, he was out. And so... Brandon Cooks was ended the year phenomenal. He had over a thousand yards, but you know, to take away everything that you've taken away from Deshaun Watson and for him to have a historical year, is there a realistic trade package for somebody that to simply put it is so damn good. And ladies and gentlemen, I do want to put this disclaimer out here. We do not believe Deshaun Watson is going anywhere, nor do we believe the Houston Texans are going to trade Watson, but you have to ask yourself, Given the state, just like John said, given the state of this organization, maybe, just maybe, in order for the Texans to really hit the rebuild button, they might have to consider parting ways with their franchise quarterback. Now, of course, I I disagree with my own statement right there, but if they were to put Watson out on the market, I believe that the best team who can possibly make the, the best offer to the Texans is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know it is basically taboo to trade within your division, but look, if you were to send, of course, the number one overall pick, which means you'll be trading Deshaun Watson for Trevor Lawrence, you nine times out of 10 is going to have to add in the this year's second pick as well that is also high, and probably a couple future first round and second round picks as well. I'm not going no lower than second round. And maybe, just maybe, one promising player as well i think the jaguars might be the best might be in the best position to make a play for watson if the texans were to explore the market on him right now and then for deshaun watson he goes to a young team that is looking like they have a better future than the texans as of right now and of course with urban myers i'm pretty sure he can do something special with deshaun watson as his quarterback i mean yeah let's let's take a look like this the jacksonville jaguars hold the number one pick the Jacksonville Jaguars have studs and, and, and they have studs at positions that can help Houston, right? You look at Miles Jack, right, on the linebacker side. And, and, and with that number one pick, who would you go out there and draft? Well, you're going to draft Sunshine. You're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, who many, to, many believe he is the one, right? I mean, you think about the Matrix. They had a lot of people that came through and helped the help the cause, but who they needed, they needed the one. They needed Neo. And a lot of people feel like Trevor Lawrence is that 
you know, generational quarterback that only comes on, comes along every few years. He was the highest rated quarterback since Andrew Luck, I believe. Um, prospect rather, but you know, I know what they have. I really do. Um, but what, what my, my thinking is, yo, we have Deshaun Watson here in Houston. And, and Dabo put it like this. I mean, anybody that passed on Deshaun Watson, they're passing up on Michael Jordan. Those are his words. We were reminded of that again last year against the Bills when he got out of that sack and, and threw the ball. My I think favorite it was two. I mean, and you remember that play. Everybody remember My that favorite play. play. We were we were reminded of the the Michael Jordan comment in that game because if I remember correctly, he jumped for a touchdown and he ended up making the jump man sign. Right? How ironic is that? And then this year, DeAndre Hopkins is traded in the offseason. Um, so much turmoil with the with the with the rosters, who's leaving, who's staying. You're missing out on great players. You start the season on four. You only win four games. Uh, there's this Jack Easterby character who's who's sticking around. There's so much, but yet and still, you almost throw for five thousand yards. Why would we trade that? I mean, it's 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 a thin line between love and hate, and I think it's a thin line between uh, wanting to rebuild and 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 keeping Deshaun around to see what what we, what we can do about this. Now, Eric Bieniemy is presumably going to be the next head coach, and I know that he is. I'm not coming here unless Deshaun is here. Uh, and and that is what makes me believe Deshaun is not going anywhere in no time soon. But man, I mean, the Jaguars and the Jets, they also have pieces. Like, if I'm Houston, if you want Deshaun Watson, of course we take Sam Darnold. Of course we take your pick. Of course we take picks in the coming years. And if, even if I'm the Jaguars, we know that even with Trevor Lawrence, do we expect you guys to be out of the top 15 pick? No. So we're going to ask for multiple years of first round picks. I'm going to ask for players, but I, I I don't I don't see the Houston Texans in any scenario that they give up and trade Deshaun Watson when you are finally getting a competent GM, uh, which seems to be, and the head coach that he wants. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do 
RockAuto.com is for everybody. It does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. There's also a two-to-one chance that Eric Bieniemy is the next full-time head coach for the Houston Texans. And that's followed by a five and two chance odds that Jim Caldwell gets it, four and one odds that David Cully gets it, five and one odds that Leslie Frazier gets it. Now, for you, Joe Brady, and, and I'm one of those Matt Eberflus guys, a 15 to two odd that either one of those guys are the Houston Texans' next head coach. But if you want to place a bet, if you want to see how great your odds are, go to betonline.ag. That's the only place that has you covered and the one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Go ahead and make you some extra money, guys. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the Rockets, the Astros, the Texans, all of your favorite Houston teams, doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Daily picks, quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back listeners. And as promised this week, you know, we're, we are awaiting the head coaching decision and I think a lot of the rumors are just what they are right now. They're rumors that are um, backed by true emotion, right? We can tell he's visibly upset and speaking about Deshaun Watson, but you guys have heard from us. Now it's time to hear from the Texans unfiltered. James Carlson, as we promised earlier on in the show, welcome to the Lockdown Podcast Network. Before we get started, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter, your social medias, and just let our listeners know a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys both for, for having me on big fans. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Houston FB pod guy. Um, I'm the, one of the founders of Texans unfiltered. You can find us uh, uh, on the website at texansunfiltered.com. We do a lot of film work. Um, not a lot of fluff pieces, but we do throw those in there as well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we started four years ago, uh, you know, started as fans, just kind of like a getaway, you know, when you're married and you have kids, you kind of have to like schedule time to do the things that you love as you get older. Uh, so we just scheduled like an hour to talk and it turned into this pretty cool podcast and YouTube stream. And, uh, yeah, a little bit about me married, uh, 15 years this year, uh, three kids, 19 year old, 15 year old and eight year old. And, um, yeah, he does it Thank all. He failed to mention, uh, of course, of course, but he failed to mention that he was the, you know, uh, starter of the rally that you know, was. Uh, he started that rally, actually got some airtime. I forgot what news station it was. I was on SportsCenter. Sports, he was on SportsCenter. So James is famous, guys. We got a famous <laughs> media member on the show. Uh, make sure you guys follow him. They have great content, too, man. And uh, the way they break down different plays and the way they engage with the fans is, is the two things that I love the most. But let's go right into it, James. Uh, the head coaching search right now, it seems to be Eric Bieniemy's to lose, uh, although 
they did set up an interview with Matt Eberflus, and he was one of my favorites along with Robert Sala because of the struggles with the defense. But as of right now, does it make more sense uh, to have Eric Bieniemy hired as your next head coach with all things considered behind the scenes and publicly with the social media encryptions, with the tweets from Deshaun Watson and everything? Uh, does it just make more sense to roll with EB right now? Well, so, you know, it's a tricky situation. Uh, you know, the interview happened on, on Monday. Uh, from what I understand, uh, they basically have everything lined up except for the financials. He's asking for a lot of money uh, for a first-time head coach. And he wants partial roster control. And uh, Nick's pushing back on that. I think this this is the perfect alignment on both sides, right? Um, you know, fans were in an uproar when there was no initial interview request for Eric Bieniemy. And, you know, I, Nick comes in, he has his list, uh, he puts out the interviews and, or the requests for interviews. And I think there's this part that people are skipping that is extremely important when it comes to Eric Bieniemy. So typically in years past, you typically can't interview a candidate in the playoffs until after their season is over. But the Chiefs approved in the middle of a championship week for Eric Bieniemy to interview with the Houston Texans. That is a very, very, very rare thing to happen in the NFL. And um, when you also take into consideration Eric Bieniemy's contract situation, he's on the last year of his contract in KC. Andy Reid wants to promote Kafka to OC. And Bieniemy might not have a spot in Kansas City. So it's a very interesting dynamic. The Texans need Eric Bieniemy just as much as Eric Bieniemy needs the Texans. And Eric Bieniemy, I think, has had 12 interviews over the last three seasons and has not gotten one offer. We can speculate as to uh, skin color playing a part. I would definitely agree that that would be uh, part of the reason, as we've seen some of the things that have happened in the NFL when it comes to minorities and head coaching and general manager positions. Um, but then you also have to take in other parts of it too. 12 interviews, no job offer. Um, you know, Atlanta, that, that was a, a job that they were looking to hire a minority candidate, according to Aaron Wilson. So, um, you know, I think this is one of those situations where it's not if, but when this happens and when this, when this, when this deal is done. Uh, and if not, it's, you know, it's probably going to be less Frazier. As you mentioned, and it seems, and it's looking more likely that the next head coach is going to be Eric Bieniemy. But if you had to pick, would you go with Bieniemy, or would you go with somebody like Leslie Frazier, who I didn't even have on my list of candidates until I, I saw the Texans bringing him in, and I saw what this guy was able to do this past week when the Bills played against the Baltimore Ravens, and it's part of the reason why they are actually playing in the AFC Championship games this weekend. Yeah, I think I think Leslie Frazier is one of those candidates that people consider safe. And and he's been a head coach. I think he's only won like 21 out of 36, 21. He's like 21 of 36 as a head coach when he was with Minnesota. But Minnesota had a great defense during that time. And he was stuck with Christian Ponder as his starting quarterback. Um, you know, he's he's been in the league for a long time. He's one of the better defensive coordinators in, in the league. Um, I, I don't know if it's a safe hire. I think it's really actually a pretty good hire. I don't know if I'd rather have him over Eric Bieniemy because I'm a, I'm a big proponent of what you do best is what you want to maximize and do better. And that would be the offense and Deshaun Watson, right? So if Eric Bieniemy could come in and make this offense a, you know, 30 to 35 points per game type offense and, and the defense can just get to average, you have a content, you know, uh, maybe not a contender right away, not first year, but 
Um, you know, Deshaun, we saw what Deshaun did this year. We can only imagine what he could do with an offensive mind like Eric Bieniemy. Um, I actually don't like Eric Bieniemy as a head coach. I, I don't like that we don't know what he's done, what he's capable of, what he's responsible for in Kansas City. You know, if you compare the stats before he took over as OC when Alex Smith was there, those stats aren't far off from, you know, maybe individually, but not team-wise. They were still scoring the same amount of points. They were the number one offense. And then Eric Bannaby takes over, and you look at those weapons. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a game-changer in the NFL. If you have a tight end like Travis Kelsey, it, it's very hard to not put up points. And then you add speed outside. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I was a big fan of Joe Brady. I've always been a big fan of Joe Brady. I, I just wanted – for me, it was about – being risky on the hire and going all in. I wanted to blow the socks off. You know, I either wanted to hit or I wanted to miss. I don't want an in-between because we always end up with the in-between guy. And uh, I don't know if BNME or Frazier are, either, are, are, are any of those, to be honest with you. But I, if I had to choose, I'd go with BNME because I think the upside is a little bit higher. You know, that's very interesting because um, I caught some slack. I, I think Deshaun Watson you know, we know that he wanted uh, the enemy to be the next head coach, um, understandably so. Uh, but I was looking from another standpoint where we had the worst defense this year. I think there was one team worse uh, that was a little bit worse than the Texans statistically wise. But, oh, my gosh, the, 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 maybe that was because their offense was on the field. Uh, a little bit lesser than uh, what Deshaun was able to do, keeping up points, but the defense was atrocious. And and we have Zach Cunningham, who just signed a, a fat deal, right? He got his extension, and he leads the league in tackles in the last two years, but he can't cover. And he, with those tackles that he leads the league in, he still missed a lot of tackles. So I'm looking at pieces around this defense, thinking to myself, what DC that I trust to add a little bit of sugar spice and everything nice to a player that's already decent and good to make him better. And so I looked at Matt Eberflus and I see what he had. I saw what he had in Darius Leonard. I think it to myself, well, he can help Zach Cunningham uh, and personnel, which is a problem that I've been having uh, in, the, in the last couple of, you know, weeks when, when the GM search was starting, the personnel has not been talked about too much to me. It's been Jack Easterby. Jack Easterby, the relationship, Deshaun Watson tweets. And so I think that's where we're going to save this segment and then keep going on the next show, or the next segment, sorry, uh, discussing the, the issues and turmoil between Jack Easterby, the front office, and the players, because now Andre Johnson has spoken out. Uh, Deshaun Watson is still pissed. We know that uh, for a fact. But how is all of this going to be smoothed over and then talked about in the future because, I mean, the trade rumors, like I mentioned, the trade rumors are still there. And if Houston feels like there's something that's phenomenal that they can't pass up on, then maybe they take it. I don't think they will. Uh, Aaron Wilson reported uh, right here on the show that they won't. But uh, we're going to talk about the trade rumors um, and roster moves that the Texans can possibly make to improve on the 2021-2022 season. Thursdays on Locked On NFL are a must-listen as Ryan Tracy and Christopher Carter preview the Thursday night football matchup and break down the biggest midweek NFL storylines. Thursday night football, key injuries, roster moves, and more all get the expert analysis from Ryan and Chris every Thursday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. James, I'm just about to ask you straight up, man. <laughs> do you or do you not think Deshaun Watson is 
is going to be the starting quarterback at the start of the 2021 season? I do. I do think that he'll be the quarterback for the, for the next season. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I, I think it's going to be, a, that'd be a really, really hard pill to swallow for Nick Casario. It'd be a blemish on his career uh, trading a quarterback. Now I say that. And, you know, if the jets do offer the package that they can offer, that's an interesting package because it's very so? rare. I, I do. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like one of those packages where it's like, uh, you win, you're not going to win. You're, you're not winning the trade. Right. But if you have an unhappy quarterback and you have an agent as powerful as David Mugaletta, that we saw what he did in Jacksonville. When, when Jalen Ramsey was ready, he did anything and everything he could to get that done. He's, he's like a shark. Job. He's, he's, no, he's, a, job. he's the best at his job. There's not a better agent. And when he smells blood, He's going to go in after you and there's going to be more. So he's flexing his powers now with Ian and Adam and Lance and everybody. He's making it known that he can influence everything that needs to be influenced. And he's applying pressure to the organization. David, the, what David did when signing, like, I think somebody, I think it was Andrew Brandt yesterday tweeted, like, why would you sign an extension, Deshaun Watson, if you don't want to be there? Well, two reasons. One, because you want to get paid. He gets hurt. He doesn't get paid. He's on his fifth year option. Now he has all the guaranteed money and a great salary. Two, David threw in a no trade clause because this organization is so ass backwards and has <laughs> no idea what they're doing. He took advantage of that. Jack Easterby negotiated that contract. So David was like, oh, interesting. You're, you've never done this before. I do this for everybody on the, in the NFL. <laughs> so I'm going to add this and you're going to agree to it. And he did. And so, you know, I, I think that the Jets package is something you look at because if you, this team has a ton of holes. I don't care what anybody says. I know we all want to have the fan hats on and we say this could be a quick turnaround. No, this isn't a one year turnaround. It's not a one year turnaround. No matter who you bring in, it doesn't matter. That defense is missing players at every spot that you need to have them. And so that Jets package with the number two pick and four other first round picks or, you know, four first round picks and Sam Darnold. I don't know. I mean, that's, Sam Darnold's only been in the league three years. He came out of college as the number one rated quarterback out of USC. He worked with Jordan Palmer. He was in a terrible franchise. If you get him and you can actually turn it around, you might actually be fine. Um, but I don't think that they trade him this season. I, I just can't see it. I can't see it happening. Now, if Jack Easterby waves his wand and, and brings the Bible with him and is able to convince Cal to pray over it and that God told him to trade him, then at that time, yeah, for sure. That that could definitely happen. But outside of that, I just don't see a world where Deshaun Watson is not under center week one of 2021. Real quick, really quick. Uh, if you had to guess, what Bible yeah. verse do you think Jack used to be with tail counting there? Like what let's let's get a little fun because I've seen a few of his clips online and I'm not buying mm -hmm. it. I'm not buying it. But I also went to a Baptist church growing up, predominantly black. Me too. So what and we do what we do we do a lot of I tell you what we do more than what he did and those jokes were very corny. So I want to know what Bible verse do you think Jack used to be with tell Cal McNair to say, you know what, I gotta trade him. He's right. God is God is leading him right now. I gotta trade him. Proverbs 1824. I've had this pulled up by the way. A man of many companions may come to ruin. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Oh my gosh. Wow. 
I, you know what? I love that one because what Jack what Jack would do with that one is I'm still here. I'm here, buddy, for you. I'm here. I'm your brother. It, I'm your it brother. has come to ruin, and I'm sorry, but we'll get through this together. And you know he's the type of white guy that says brother. You know, you know it. it. Just look at him. You see his picture. He uses that word 27 times a day. He probably he probably drinks water out of a wine glass. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is he, is he that guy? Is he that absolutely. guy that drinks water out of a wine glass? He's oh, I'd guy. bet a lot of money on that. If there was a my bookie line, if he drank water out of wine glass, <laughs> I would I would parlay that immediately. Gosh. But that's that's the that's the scripture he would use, and he when he said when he ends it, he would say that he is that brother to you, Cal. I am that yeah. brother to you, and I won't let you go through these ruins without me. We're gonna figure this out together. I love that, and, one. and that's I love it. that one. I would go with John ten ten. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Cal, mm. Cal, look what Deshaun is doing. Look what the media is doing. They're killing and stealing and destroying our joy, our friendship. But yep. I listen. The Lord sent me. That you may have life more abundantly, and your life is this franchise. Take the trade, Cal. It's abundance. Get an yep. abundance back. I think he's that type of guy. He's a word twister, but uh, we also know that uh, he shouldn't have no room, no say so. Uh, he shouldn't be in the building at the time where wherever the next head coach and general manager Nick Casario will get together and discuss rosters. Right? I mean, let's like like you mentioned. You look at the offensive line. And I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I hate what they call swing linemen. No, put them on the field, let them play all the snaps. Uh, but you have holes at the offensive line. You have holes on the, on the defensive line. Charles Dominay, who had a, a very good second year. Uh, rookie Ross Blacklock, he's very light. So I think they would have to move his position unless he gains some more weight. Just gets a little bit stronger from the NFL uh, level. Uh, but I could also see him pay, playing some outside. Uh, but then you have the linebacker position where you don't need B-Mac anymore. Terrell Adams solidified himself. And since he was plugged into the starting position, he played better than that, than uh, Zach Cunningham in my position. I mean, my opinion. And then the DBs, the safeties, the, 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 the cornerbacks, the whole secondary, just bad. Uh, but when you look at the roster control, which is something we have failed to mention in the last couple of weeks, what is your main priority when assessing this team uh, throughout the offseason? And where should they go to get better next? Yeah, I think I think fans aren't going to like this, but you're you're going to have to wait a year. Uh, you're, you, based on the contracts and the way that things are, you're going to have to wait a year for a roster overhaul, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Tyrell Adams, he's a free agent this year. You can't tie up the money that you have, especially since you have BMAC and Zach. Tyrell's gone, um, unless he just it doesn't latch onto a team with a decent sized deal. You're going to have to take the hit of Whitney Merciless. Uh, there, you have no choice. Uh, you know, Bradley Roby, on the other hand, I, I'm honestly, you know, I would assume that he's done. He's not, he's not going to play here again, uh, given some of the things that happened uh, during the season and why he didn't play. And then the suspension, uh, and then just the secondary in general, right? Right. What is Lonnie? Is Lonnie a corner where he worked all off season to get better at corner? And then they switched him, and everything changes from that standpoint. You're, you, everything changes. You're, you're now playing in front of the ball and you're, you're, you're 10 yards back. So now your mentality, your game, everything from the technique, everything you've worked on has changed. So now you're thrust in a new role. Is he going to go back to corner? Uh, you know, and then the Gary Conley, who I'm extremely high on. He's actually my favorite corner on the team. I think he is the best corner on the team. Um, I agree. I definitely agree but, with that. 
but but he he had his nerve you know nerve injuries in his foot who knows if he recovers that's a league minimum deal most likely he's not going to get a lot of money um but outside of that, like Jacob Martin, right? What do you do with JJ Watt? You know, I would trade JJ. I, I know everybody is a loyal. Everybody's loyal in Houston. You want to keep, you know, the guy. You want him to stay on the same team and retire and all that. But um, I would trade JJ free up seventeen million, and then I would just sign a bunch of scrubs, draft who I can, and just play the young guys all of next year and let them develop. Because until two thousand twenty-two, you can't cut. You can't cut Merck. Uh, you can't cut Nick Martin. Uh, there's a couple other moves which I'm. I'm not. Uh, I forgot what they were, but you can free up $65 million in cap. Um, I just, I don't see it happening next year. I think it's going to take some time. So you're going to see a lot of roster overhaul in 2022 and you're still going to see, you know, Whitney Merciless and all the other guys that you don't want to see on the roster in 2021. But it, I think what people need to look at is this is just a, this is a rebuild year, right? That's kind of why I was so high on Joe Brady was the fact that it, he had a year to learn how to be a head coach. You could give him a, a very strong staff and let him make his mistakes and develop. And um, yeah, I don't know. And then on the offensive side of the ball, like I don't know if the offensive line is trash on the interior. I've seen things on tape where it looks like they can play, but that hit that Mike Devlin, the offensive line coach is awful. So do we know if he's good? Do we know if any of these guys are good? Nick Martin's put together some games where I'm like, Oh my God, he, he might be a top five center in the league. And then he's had some games where it's like, does he know how to block? Um, so I don't know. I mean, Max Sharping is another one, you know, they took him out, put Senio, put him, switched him back. They did the same thing they did with the tackle position the year prior when Titus Howard went out, Roderick went in, Chris Clark went in, Roderick went in, Chris Clark, Chris Clark went in. There's no consistency. There's no way to develop these guys. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. So get the right coaching staff and you could be okay. Uh, then 2022 is where you're looking. The next biggest question when you're talking about what the Texans should do with their roster is <laughs> what's going to happen with Will Fuller? You know, this is a guy who was on the verge of a career year, and it's a lot of should we offer him the max? Because at the end of the day, yes, he looked good this year, but <laughs> you still know his track record shows that he cannot stay healthy for an entire season. And uh, me personally, James, I go back and forth. And outside the fact that Deshaun Watson is really pushing to have Will Fuller back, I'm on record by saying, and I truly do believe that, that they should actually go out and try to find a replacement for Fuller that might be a little bit equal or a little bit more of an upgrade. Of course, you got to take into consideration that they do not have that much money to play with in free agency. Yeah, I think I would franchise Will Fuller, um, to be honest with you. I, I think, think that's, that's the best bet. thing, too. Yeah, I think it's fair for both sides, right? We don't know if he was healthy last year because he was on PEDs or if he was healthy because he changed his, his you know, routine, his workout routine. You know, he really worked on a soft tissue and things of that nature. Uh, you know, Will Fuller on this team with Brandon Cooks and Kiki QT in the slot, that's 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 you can win with that. You can win with that. And uh, maybe you can uh, offload Randall Cobb somewhere for, for a sixth or a fifth or a sixth. But uh, I think Will Fuller deserves to be on this team. And I think I, I think – the franchise gives you an opportunity to really see if you can put it together for another year before you make the decision. And if not, then you move on, but it also gives you a year to develop somebody underneath him, you know, a third, fourth round guy with some speed, that potential, maybe it's Isaiah Coulter, you know, he's not going to be as fast as, as Will Fuller, but he could be as good of a route runner. And he's a guy that we didn't see any, I think he's played five snaps all of last season. So, um, you know, I, I think Will Fuller should be back. I, if, but who knows? Who knows what the, if it's Eric Bieniemy, you would assume Will Fuller is going to be back. Yeah, and you know what? There's some things that you mentioned, man. I, I, love, I love when we get guys on 
because, you know, honestly, we forget about certain things and you guys, you know, remind us. And you're right. There are ways around losing Will Fuller and there's also ways around uh, ways around preparing yourself when he leaves and still be good. And one thing I am say, I will say that I'm excited about is mixing and matching the possibility of Eric Bieniemy and Kiki QT. I think on offense, that would, he would actually be the X factor that we thought he would be coming out of Texas Tech, right? And I don't believe he would be put into this doghouse because of one mistake uh, here. And then six games later, we don't see him because, you know, you're mad and pissed off at him. But to your point, Mike Devlin is a terrible offensive line coach. I mean, as long as you guys were out there screaming fire, Jack used to be, you should have had like scribbled and Mike Devlin. Cause he's bad. He's, he's been bad. I mean, I, I can't, I don't want to say I hate him, but I don't like him as a coach. Guys, this is Locked On Texas. We really appreciate James Carson from the Unfiltered Podcast, Texans Unfiltered Podcast. Um, we need, we, we're definitely going to do this again because next week I'll be on the Unfiltered Podcast. And that's something I am uh, strongly looking forward to. But again, before you get out of here, James, where can everybody find you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Houston FB Pod Guy. Uh, you can follow my work and all the other work of the Unfiltered team at TexansUnfiltered.com. You can go to our YouTube, TexansUnfiltered or TexansUnfiltered. Uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe. Uh, we drop stuff every Tuesday night and uh, all throughout the week as well. And yeah, just just follow us if you guys want some updates or or anything else that is related to the Texans. That's what we're here for. And also, the rally went so well that. Um, you know, if this, if we continue to see these things change uh, or not change, there's, that was just a warning shot, in my opinion. I think that there's more that can be done. That was on MLK Day, which uh, I know there was a lot of controversy around it. I think anybody that knows me knows that my intentions were not to ever um, say anything about Dr. King, but we do it on a Saturday. I think that crowd can be a lot bigger than what it was. I'm John Sports Guy Hick, but don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Texans on all of the major podcasting platforms which include Google and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.